I was fortunate this past week to watch a documentary about a sister uh, in a religious order that was founded in Spain. The religious order is called the Servant Sisters of the Home of the Mother. And the only reason I'd heard of it is because Ro uh, Father Rossi has a cousin who's a member of that order. And in fact, he was there back in the summer of 2016 and heard a little bit about the Sister Claire Crockett, who had just died a little bit before he got there in the summer. She passed away on April 16th, 2016. If I'm not mistaken, Sister Claire, Father Rossi, are all right at about the same age. And there's a documentary online about her. You can see the whole thing on YouTube. In fact, for once, I was prepared and put it up on the Facebook page before I referenced it today. So I highly recommend going and watching this. And it's, it's fascinating because it really details well the life of, I think, a potential saint with all kinds of video and photographs just in, in interviews with her throughout her life. She was a woman born in Northern Ireland, you know, which has all sorts of strife all over the place. And you can just tell from the little bit of video that you get to see with her that this is a dynamic young woman. She had huge aspirations of acting and she kept saying that she wanted to be famous. Well, eventually one of her friends through the work of the Holy Spirit, I think, kind of tricked her, so to speak, in going to a retreat in Spain with this particular religious order. And as you can imagine, eventually she entered. And it kind of shows a little bit that she wrestled with the call about whether or not to enter this religious life. But eventually, as the title of the documentary says, all or nothing. She gave her whole life. She entered into this religious order, and you can see in the footage that isn't that old. Like I said, she only passed away in 2016, that this was someone on fire with love for God. But the moment that, in watching this documentary, that really struck me to the heart was in interviewing one of her sisters, she said that Sister Claire said that every morning when she would wake up, she would offer to our Blessed Mother a blank check and say, today you can ask of me whatever you want me to do. I will do it and I won't complain. And even towards the end of her life, apparently she was beginning to suffer from some really severe migraines. And they literally have footage of her later that day. I mean, she was just like so having such a hard time, but then she's like playing the guitar and singing with the kids and just putting her all into it, that she was going to give everything that she had every single day for the greater glory of God. Well, in April, April 16, 2016, she was serving in their mission in Ecuador and was uh, going through some music lessons with five other girls. An earthquake struck and the building collapsed and she and those five girls passed away. But it, the sisters were saying it was almost as though she had a premonition that this was coming. As she left from her previous mission to go to Ecuador, she said to some of the sisters, I'll see you in heaven. Now, I bring that up this morning because I got to tell you, I really wrestled this week with what in the world am I going to speak about because in reading about St. Peter and what St. Peter does to our Lord, it struck me to the heart many, many times. I'm not anywhere near like Sister Claire. I've, I don't often write blank checks to our Lord and say, do with me what you want. It's a hard thing to do. I feel very often much more 
like St. Peter in this gospel. And notice how bold St. Peter is. When he finds out what our Lord is going to be doing, the cost of imitating Christ you know, sort of comes to the fore so clearly that he has to go to Jerusalem, that he has to suffer at the hands of the chief priests, the scribes, and the Pharisees, be killed. And of course, it's as though Peter doesn't even recognize it and be raised. And what does Peter do with that absolute boldness? He takes Jesus aside. He, the one who's a disciple, takes the master, pulls him aside, and says to him, of course, God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. I'm embarrassed to say how many times in my own life I do exactly the same thing, or at least try to, where I know there's something on the horizon. I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes I sort of look ahead at the calendar for the next week, the next two weeks, the next three weeks, and inevitably there's something that I look at out there that feels like a dark storm, you know, sort of coming together on the horizon. And even though, I mean, I've been a priest for 10 years. I've been through storms before. I'm still standing. I've got more gray hair and a little less on top, but I'm still here, you know. But nevertheless, how many times I say to our Lord, God forbid, Lord, I don't want the cross. I want to keep doing this. And it's funny because especially when you consider from last week, I mean, this is just a continuation of the gospel from last week. It was like Peter's great triumph, right? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And of course, in Jesus says, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. But the trouble is, if the rock does not stay where the rock is supposed to be, things are a problem. Notice when he says to him, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. And the word obstacle, the word in Greek, scandalon, it's like a stumbling block, right? Instead of being the cornerstone, instead of being the rock built on that proclamation of Christ that he's supposed to be, he's a big old rock in the middle of the way that causes him to fall down, to trip. He's an obstacle rather than being a stone where he's supposed to be. How easy it is to imitate Peter just like this. It's in some ways so easy to get up and say, he's Christ, he's the living God, follow him. But to do it, right? That is so difficult. And to do it, not just once, not just twice, but each and every day, to keep getting up, to keep following him, to keep trusting him all the time. As Christians, as lovers of Jesus Christ, as his disciples, we're not just called to give him lip service. We don't just say, you are the Christ, and then go do whatever we want. Rather, he tells us today, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We have to stay behind him. We have to keep following him each and every day. And the thing is, as those storms sort of gather on the horizon, as they often do, the important thing to do is to keep asking him for the grace to keep going, to keep trusting, to keep getting up and to keep following him to be the disciples of Christ that we're called to be. Unfortunately, next week we're going to kind of jump further ahead. We're going to go from chapter 16 to chapter 18. But if you go home today and pick up your gospels and read right after this gospel today at the beginning of chapter 17, what happens? The transfiguration. What happens then? It's not Peter taking Jesus aside. Instead, it's the same word in Greek. Jesus takes 
Peter and James and John and leads them up a high mountain. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, therein lies the secret to our fulfillment. Therein lies the secret to our ultimate happiness. It's not us taking Jesus aside. It's allowing ourselves to be his disciples and to be taken aside with him. Rather than being stumbling blocks to him, demanding our own way, demanding that we move away from the cross, rather, when we get behind him and follow him, then we find the glory of God. Then we see that, yes, he suffered, he died, and he was raised on the third day. What it takes, frankly, is being a disciple, is following him each and every day and not presuming to tell God how things are to be, but rather, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I say this as one who is not good at this, to keep trusting in him, not to just fall into anxiety, not to be crippled with fear, but to remember we have a God who has entered into this, who is willing and was willing, and took on the passion, died on our behalf, and rose from the dead. How do we do this? How do we imitate eventually what St. Peter learned? Because remember, I mean, this isn't the end. We know that, again, he's going to fall. We know that he's going to deny our Lord. We know that he's going to run from the cross. But thanks be to God, in his good timing, in the way that our Lord knows how to lead he knew what Peter would become, our first pope, who didn't remain an obstacle, a stone in the way of the road, but the foundation stone that shows us, us poor fallen sinners, that to get up and to follow Jesus every day is possible. I share with you that story about Sister Claire Crockett because, I mean, she died four years ago. It's an incredible example, and I really recommend that you watch it. Because it's one of those things when we say to him, thy will be done, when we give him our all, when we write him a blank check, is the cross going to be there? Yes. Are we going to have difficulties? Of course. But the resurrection follows. We can't fall into the trap of being like Peter in the gospel today, wanting to do it my way, right? The deacon and I were talking about this yesterday, the theme song in hell, Frank Sinatra's, I did it my way, right? No. That's not the way I, I like that song, too. I know. It's the only one I ever sing in karaoke, too. It's kind of funny because it's easy to sing. But like so many songs, and as St. Paul reminds us, we can't be conformed to this age that tells us you've got to do it your way. You've got to take things in your own hand. Thanks be to God that that is not the case. That as the storms are on the horizon, yes, we don't have to worry. We don't have to be trapped in anxiety. Why? Because Jesus Christ is with us and stays with us. And so what we have to do is not just declare him Christ, Son of the living God, with our lips. But as he reminds us at the end of the gospel today, he will repay all according to his conduct. Our conduct needs to be like that of Sister Claire, of each and every day saying to him, Lord, here are the gifts that you have given me. Here's my talents. Here's what you've put in my path today. Take me like you took Peter, James, and John up the mountain. Take me to be close to you today and every day. Lead me along the way. Help me to be a disciple who denies himself, takes up his cross, and follows you. Because when we do that, 
we find that true and lasting joy that only he can give. I'm not good at it yet. I wish I could tell you that I was better. But I will tell you this, and I promise as your pastor, I'm going to keep trying. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm going to strive every day to follow Christ. Let's all listen to his words. Follow me. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.